Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake. Holy Grail. You'd steal the Off that album. Download that app. This is what it is. You'll see me. You thought somebody was going to beat me to all of this? It doesn't happen. You're mad. Stay mad. You cursed the Me, I'm the king of this DJ thing right here. Some people are afraid to be the best. Not TC and J. Welcome in, folks. It's me, TC Fleming, here with Jake. What up? How's it going, man? Well, it's a tight one. You know, it's a tight one at the at the old Comiskey. It has not felt good so far in the home opener, so the fact that it is tied 1-1 is quite nice, but I don't know how long that's going to stay. Neither side of the equation has felt especially promising. They got a new guy, the the Mariners do, on the hill, on the bump. A new guy? Yeah, they got his name's Bash. Bash? Might be Brash. I think it's Brash. What's the guy's name who was killing the Rangers from the Rockies? Franklin and Bash. Goomber? No. Gumber? No, I'm thinking of a guy. He had a really funny name. Uh, Gumber's not a funny name? That's a pretty funny name. Connor Joe. (laughs) Yeah, Connor Joe. Two first names. Yeah, you know, I guess... Neither of them fit him. Well, that's the thing is that I didn't know, you know, when I first looked at the lineup card... (laughs) The day of the first game, I'm like, okay. It looked like a Connor. I didn't know. Like, Joe. I guess I have. I think I have seen J O used as an a, in Asian surnames, but okay. I don't think I've ever seen J O E. Yeah. And Connor Joe, Connor Joe feels like the name that a family who probably owes a shit ton in taxes, but has a really nice home in Roanoke. <laughs> calls one of their shitty kids. Connor yeah. Joe, like it's a it's not like it's not like he goes to Argyle. Larry bit. Joe, Billy, like those sound a little more low renty. Mm-hmm. Connor Joe feels like we came up a little bit, but we are still very much <laughs> yeah. uh running from from the IRS. We uh we I don't know. I I don't I took a trip to Excel. Did I mention that? I mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> We were we got to laughing uh, because they they did have miniature horses and we were just imagining what kind of status symbol that must have been for uh, the other folks like that the administrators were from New Caney so their you know personal milieu was just the end so rich in New Caney it's you know it is can't go full size. Those camps must be doing pretty well. I got a couple of them mini horses. Can't go full size. Although I could easily, you could, somebody could email me after this and say, hey, miniature horses actually cheaper or more expensive because they're more rare. And I would believe that. I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't think it's true, but I've Upkeep, seen a lot, certainly less. I've seen a lot more regular horses in my life. The market <laughs> might be flooded with full size equines, but I don't know. Yeah, I I think that I mean the people did like money, you know. So like I presume that they wouldn't have spent I like if they had the option to spend more on us or spend less on us, I think it was usually less. Yeah. So I I think that if a full-size horse would have been cheaper, they would have got a full-size horse. So you rode a miniature horse? No, of course not. You just had to care for it. Yeah, yeah, you look at it. 
I didn't even know about that until Tim K actually told me about that. Like as uh, <clears throat> he was going through, he, he I don't think he got quite to the internment status that you did, mm-hmm. but he definitely got sent to some your behavior needs to be modified type uh, sessions. And they thought small horses would fix him? Uh, I think they, they like made you take care of a horse for a day. Like as part, like for a week, you'd be at camp, and one of the days, like you have to clean the horse, you have to like clean the people up trying shit. to fix America's childrens are the dumbest fucking people on the planet. It it seems like they Just have a lot of idiots. Uh, if they could have done anything wrong headed ideas. You know, it's it's not like a bunch of people who like career in finance or uh, travel teen industry, right? People who flunked out of everything else and found out that, in fact, despite their failures, they can still make millions. And how about the fact that uh, – why are we not targeting those people? Like some asshole this week uh, was viral on Twitter for just saying that every teacher is like a closet pedophile. <laughs> uh-huh. It was somebody who's written a bunch of shit over the years that I've somehow recognized his name. Andrew Sullivan? It wasn't Andrew Sullivan. Can we let that go? I barely bring up Maddie until you bring him up most of, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, because he's got good ideas. They're worth discussing on the pod. No, they're not. Today's was about uh, uh, Terminator. The newsletter was about Terminator. The movie? Yeah. You know, like the song on the show. What? Same, same deal. What are you talking about? Uh, I do this podcast with my friend... We have the the intro. There's oh the song. I I didn't think of that as like a song. I thought maybe you were like there was a that's a bed. He's the Terminator. (laughs) In my my head, I I quickly went from uh, I don't know if I've heard that song to man, I'm bummed out if I haven't heard that song. (laughs) The Terminator. He's from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it wasn't Andrew Sullivan, and it was some guy. You've probably seen it. Uh, and he's talking to some other asshole. It's conservative media, and he says, "You know, teachers are all closet pedophiles, and that's why you know they're you know they may not." He conceded they may not all actually be fucking the kids. <laughs> How big of him? But that, that that is sort of the animus behind their relationship is that it's all about fucking the kids, and that's why we can't have men be teachers because men are natural predators. That was his point. And my point would be... I don't know if I agree with... It. I mean, you know, sorry. Your point well, no, be, I just think if anybody in the uh, entire uh, teen kid economy could be accused of having what seems like a pretty odd relationship with uh, their pupils, it would be the people who dealt with you. You know, I do often look back in amazement that there was no uh, student to... Uh, staff allegations but as best i can tell they ran a somewhat clean ship with one notable exception i've i've kind of always held back from telling you about this because i wanted the details fully nailed down because i know once you get like a whiff you're gonna want much more (laughs) and you don't have it and i don't have it but here's what i know for certain after i left years after i left there was a teacher And there was a student, and the second the student left, like he turned 18, I think he walked off, but even there, I'm not sure. He left and moved in with her, and she divorced her husband. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love it. So, you know, you you don't like the look of it. Yeah, it's a real, it's this guy, John Rose, Tennessee guy. That was a big story this week. I don't think we got to that last week. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Maybe uh, I, I actually pulled going. it up because it was on my page for last week. Uh, he is, uh, I don't know, some Tennessee. Uh, he's a representative in, from Tennessee. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he married... They married in 2011 when uh, he was 46 and she was 22. And there's like a newspaper article posted Mm -hmm. of him visiting like the FFA group at her high school when she's like 15. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And they- I think it's that he he was like the ag commissioner. That sounds right. uh, And I believe like the top FFA people like went to the state capitol. And so I think it was like a yearly thing, one might imagine- that you got yeah. this date on the calendar that the good FFA kids get to go and meet the legislators. Yeah. And then you start to wonder if just this particular one caught his eye or if he just kind of had like a standing appointment. I'm going to go scope the FFA kids, see if there's any wives down there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably did. I would say that he was doing both. Like, I think it was a standard thing for him to go scope. And usually he either found the answer was no or this is not wife material. Uh but he did but find he did it yes, this eventually. Time. Yeah, and awarded her the John Rose Scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that her college yeah. ended up being paid for by a scholarship of his name to Tennessee Tech University. Yeah, and uh, one of the other cool perks of that, uh, housing taken care of. You can just stay with him. <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. So and, that's, the, uh, that's the anti-pedophile group, just so I have an understanding. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what we need, man. We need like... Danny Haster. Also in the anti-pedophile group. There was a, another like uh, in the Denny Hastert orbit that I'd never even heard of. Mark something or other. Uh, it was another congressman that uh, like got caught with the mail pages. I think like using his congressional email. I think that's how he got caught up. See if you can find that. But I think Hastert like stepped in and was like. You know, I'm the Speaker of the House, and I don't think this needs to go any further. Come on. The embarrassment is enough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like, I don't necessarily want to say that I want this, but it would be way easier for me to square the discourse um, around kids and politics and influence from, uh, from policy. If I could just, like, over the next year or so, get like, a dozen or so Democrat pedophiles. My name is Mark Foley. Yeah, okay. I remember Mark Foley. I'm a motivational speaker. Yeah, that was uh that was definitely that was in my heyday of paying attention to politics. Yeah, and if you were going to there we would, go. Republican Pedo. But like we can't even like we can't level the scoreboard a little bit to make it not seem like this is all so transparent. Yeah. Like it would just make it a lot easier for me to wrap my head around. Well, I, you know, I guess uh, it's not obvious that these people are all uh, telling on themselves and expressing latent desires by trying to uh, crush every policy that uh, that they see as being pedophilia related. If it wasn't just the case that all of the pedophiles are them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you only give me about two us. pieces of info – I uh, I have a hard time with it. Yeah, uh, this yeah. guy looks like a douchebag. No, he's great, dude. Went to the University of Virginia. 
He looks like a guy. How would how would there be a douchebag from the University of Virginia? That's a great point. Speaking, of course, of Gavin Sheets, we're <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, we're back in the uh, portion of the podcast as we will now just watch uh, the White Sox whenever they have games during the show. Is this? Did you get the, this? Is the same TV you have upstairs? You just bought a second one. Well, no, I got a projector upstairs. So oh, that's right. The, that's right. A uh, move the TV downstairs. It was that. Is that a, a long light? This one's long throw. Yeah, long yeah, throw. Okay. Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic long throw. Yeah, I'm a guy who knows about projectors and shit. So this is pretty cool. But what we <laughs> should do, actually, now if this thing's just gonna be here, uh huh. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm. It's not going to happen today. We're not even halfway through this, but we should just start watching shit on here. <laughs> and while people, we, the podcast becomes like a, a, sh- a live like TV show review. Yeah, pretty much. YouTube video review. I think that would be awesome. And if you want to <laughs> throw links in uh, the description, we don't have to sync up the video or anything. No, I mean, I, I've got it set up so that the computer will just, you can just throw the computer up on there. That's the future. Is like, uh, you know, we just as we're looking at stuff, we can just put it up on the TV. I would love that. Yeah. It was actually an idea I had in college. Yeah. That I didn't get a ton of credit for. Watch but TV, the internet on TV. Yeah. But it was a time where I didn't really understand patents. <laughs> I, if I, you I had, said what exactly much. would you have done? Well, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. You just now. wrote down internet on TV, sent it in? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's not how – you still don't understand how it works. Well, uh, no, I don't. You're right. My understanding is basically the same as it was in 2005. But at the time, it was a very novel idea that no one was <laughs> okay. talking about. And I, I think pretty much everyone no, had had the idea. I said too much to too many people. You know, I, and then you just have the diffusion – I had my computer plugged into my TV by 2007. Well, this is like 2005. I know. But you're saying you thought of it. I'm saying I didn't just think of it. I had executed within a short amount of time. But I didn't want to just plug it in. I wanted to do – at the time, I was calling it uh, like cast or uh, like airplay. Oh, that, you were. Yeah, you then, were. Okay. And then you come to find out years later. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim Apple had the same idea. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see what the lawyers can do with that. Th- so was that the classic you were thinking of when we were talking about hilarious Trump moments that we'd forgot? Because Tim no, Apple No, that's a not a... Oh, t- yeah, Tim Apple's great. No, yeah. that's not close to it. it okay. Was, it, was, it was more under the radar than that. I think my favorite really is the, the <laughs> Lil Pump... Little pimped. <laughs> see, I'd forgotten like, about ev- that too. Everything about that was he was like, I think that by the time it and like he brought him on stage, didn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do not vote for Sleepy Joe at all. <laughs> like it's fucking thousands of people who just fucking hate the fact that their kid has heard of this guy. Right. Are just like, like well, clapping along. Rocking they a hard place. They're not putting it together in their head that this is the guy that their kid likes. Right. You know? They just know that it's the guy, the Trump. But if they ever found out, they'd be hopping mad. Yeah. But he also was trying to help them get the job done. <laughs> he was doing his best. I was just searching our Dropbox the other day and just got so He's sad. A star. And like the one, obviously, anything related to the burgers at the White House just fucking slays me. That was fun. Like there's a pretty quick clip I have. Uh, and I remember the video. He just sort of, he, say, he gestures at the table and actually says we have uh, mini burgers and lots of fries. <laughs> lots of fries. <laughs> Wouldn't want to eat a single one of them, though. Jesus Christ. 
I uh, I think it was I think that was the occasion that made David Roth think about how uh, that was kind of what like whenever Trump was like I want to run what what was in his mind was just hanging out with the big big boys eating fast food burgers <laughs> yeah He's like this will be great yeah no I mean honestly like it's we said this a few different times um, during the the presidency but it really was full on what I wanted my life to be like when I was like 11. <laughs> yeah. Like Man. I used to get to hang out with like cool athletes and just eat fast food. And, but given that he now did have to do it for four years, it, I find it so hard to fathom that he wants to do it again. Like clearly he does. It seems like that's kind of, I feel like I haven't heard a ton about that, but right, there's no lately. way he enjoys it. Right. I mean, like, if he if he's still running, then, like, you know, he's a man who's driven by what he enjoys. I will have to accept at that point that he did enjoy it and that I have misunderstood. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the key thing to remember is, like, I don't think he was up grinding the tape. No, I know that. <laughs> so so you, there's some bullshit he had to deal with, but, like, he was already... But there's a lot of stuff you have to do. Yeah, but, I mean, I think he kind of pick, picked and choose the stuff that he liked doing. Oh, another example. And it, this is obviously outside the presidency. Like, okay, you get to hang out with big-time athletes, college football. That's huge for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All the fast food that. you want. I love that. People have edited um, action movies to only the choice nugs. Sounds great. Like, I think that's another idea I remember having when I was, you know, 9, 10 years old. It's like, this is awesome, but why is there all this stuff in between? Mm -hmm, Steven mm -hmm. Skull kicking ass. Like, why? Yeah. It would be better if if we if I got like the you know physical domination aspect of getting my son to fast forward to walk up <laughs> yeah, to the that, VCR and fast forward. I would prefer that if I could get that. To me, in that in my mind, that was just some kid I hated at school. Yeah, but like I'm gonna make him do it. But who would you hate more than your own son? <laughs> if you're Donald Trump, some kid I wanted to dunk on. Like the the kid in school dunking. Is he crying in your house all the time? Probably not. No. Uh, so how much hate can you really summon for him? If I like had a, if I was uh, unsure about something on a test that, that said that you had to like label a map, mm -hmm. if I could just like alter the map, yeah, and then that like passes an answer. That was an idea I was certainly loved many times. We can do that. It's like, all right, well, I'll just add this one over here and call this West Virginia. Definitely. <laughs> But if I make the teacher's got to take the call from you. Yeah. Have sex with story. Oh, look at that. That's going to solve it. The, uh, the, it's, it, I guess they do have them here now, right? The raffles, the yeah. game day raffle. 50 50. We're learning that the, uh, the White Sox game day raffle benefits Ukrainian relief. Very vague. Which, if you are going to, and I mean, like Chicago pretty much is part of Ukraine. Uh, is this a joke? No. They have a heavy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it's not literally true, but I wasn't saying it as like, uh, here's a, a hilarious little whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. I thought you just meant like, oh, this is funny that they would decide. Because like the Rangers would never do this. I think it's uh, probably largest Ukrainian population in America. Possibly. I mean, who's got a bigger, like 
Maybe like uh, Poland, maybe like Warsaw has more Ukrainians than Chicago. But I'm mean, not even sure about that. Heck, it's a I lot of Ukrainians. Just recently found out that Cleveland has more Slovenians uh, of anywhere outside of Slovenia. There you go. So that's how Chicago is with Ukrainians. That's interesting. You go down to Ukrainian village, you're going to see that. If they got a village. Firsthand. They got a village. They got a village. I mean, like it's a neighborhood within the city. Do you... Uh, like Greek town. Have you been stoked on watching... Uh, we have to change the name of Greek town for the next couple of weeks. Oh, We're not giving him that. Yeah, that's not good. We're going to call it Damar town. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be like... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. The Greek freaks we, don't, if, really if, the only if, one I'd be scared of enough If to the M streets for. were called uh, just Donovan Mitchell. Right, the, Don, the, the Donovan M streets. That would be weird. Yeah. Um, have you been keeping up with the war? Can't say that I have. Seems like they're doing great. Yeah, I mean, except for like all the like pictures of people. Well, it's a war. That's true. It is a war. I just mean. It's not over yet. Kiev hasn't fallen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't really know what to do with it anymore. Like, do I, what's what purpose do I serve in my brain and my heart and my soul? By making by reading more stories about it, yeah, I don't know. Because for a while I was like, "Man, this is really interesting. This is kind of like the biggest one in my lifetime, and it doesn't directly involve America." And then I was like, "I don't know. Maybe I don't really want to keep up with this anymore. Maybe I'm not a war guy. I'm not a war Maybe guy. I'd rather just I'm, read Mark Foley's Wikipedia page. At no again. point did I think that I was a war guy. It's a bunch of killing. I think killing's bad. The whole thing." Not, don't, you know, the people that are all excited. I mean, whatever. I don't know. You know, that's whatever. How was Vegas? I want to talk about Vegas. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it was a pretty quick trip. I woke up to a video of you more or less standing next to Steve Aoki, and I want to hear everything. That was pretty cool. That you was walked me through all of it? That that was definitely the highlight. Uh, I went to dinner with Joe and Michael. Sartain, our friend in Vegas. Previous podcast guest, two-time guest. And yeah. I've been a guest on, on his, his show. Yeah. How did how did you not get uh, get scheduled for an appearance? Uh I mean it was such a quick trip. Yeah, and I don't know about finance like you. That's a good point. So you can sit down and sort of and like uh, I don't think it's exclusively a finance podcast. Well, you're also, if you want to just talk about new media, the host of three different podcasts, and this is the third ranked of those as far as notoriety. <laughs> okay. So I'm this is I'm a part of the like high A team. You're uh, right? you're on the ticket, the radio station. Right, but it was he's focused on the are, future. Right? Yeah, I still am. Yeah, I still am. Apparently, um, you were gone for a couple days. I was gone for a couple days. You know, last time we talked about this, I actually tried to somewhat talk about it, and you just kept talking about other shit. Good. And eventually, I was just like, I don't really want to do this. I so. like that. <laughs> I guess it's fine. No, uh, if you want to talk about it, go for it. I mean, I feel like the moment is kind of Here's your now. stage. Uh, I wanted I wanted to be uh, compensated more. Okay. And then uh, eventually. Like how I'm, much more? What's not, your salary? I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that because the, the only way I would do that. Because you hate the American worker. Well, it's kind of like uh, with guns, right? I've uh -huh. said for a long time that like if I have a gun in my home. But if all of a sudden they re said, hey, can you vote to repeal the Second Amendment or for some like extremely draconian gun control laws, 
I would not only vote for it, I would hand in whatever weapon and I would, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel about the salary thing is I would happily tell everyone exactly what I have made at every year of my career as long as everyone else I work with and around has to do it at the same time. Because I feel like otherwise without that context, like it doesn't really make as much sense. See, I I think that you, in order to foster, you know, we, we someone's got to take the first step, and I I feel like doing it now, but I don't even acknowledge officially that I have a job, so it seems like I'm making rash decisions if I just blurt out. Yeah, myself. I would agree. Speaking of things you never really acknowledge, back I to Vegas. I might do it though. I was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I was there Friday night. Uh huh. I got in and we went to dinner at a pretty bougie place, but it was phenomenal. That's great. What was it? Uh, it's. I, uh, I'd have to look at my extremely uh, ridiculous credit card statement. Was it a Mexican restaurant inside of a second Mexican restaurant? It's called Jing. Jing, okay. J-I-N-G, and here's how it is described. Global fusion steak and seafood. Love Has there it. ever been a more Vegas, Vegas tagline for a restaurant ever? That's amazing. Uh, but it's actually closer out to like Summerlin, I think. I like see that. downtown Summerlin. And uh, Joe lives kind of semi close to there. So we met Michael there. I had a Wagyu beef cooked on a rock. Hell yeah. Like I saw, like I just it did. Just like, brought you a hot rock? Brought a fucking big hot rock. That's so good. And like that's the sort of thing I would never, ever do at home. But, you know, we kind of asked the lady, like, we want to try a bunch of different stuff. What what what? You guys people, got any rocks in the what back? What people do here? And she was like, "We're slopping it up." Yeah, <laughs> get a real sloppy. We're slopping boys. it up, baby. It's great. And yeah, so you have like uh, now you wouldn't have hated this, but you could have done it with a fork. But like you kind of do it with chopsticks. Just pick up little like I would say pieces of meat that are like the size of I don't know. They're like this big cuts. Like mm -hmm. a little over, like silver dollar size, maybe a little bigger, whatever. The point is they're small enough to where they're almost bite size. And you pick them up raw and you put them on the stone. Nice. And the stone is hot from underneath and every once in a while they like make sure it's staying hot and you cook it to your desire, get your level of sear on there and then enjoy your, your Wagyu from a hot stone. That's great. It's like that, sushi, stuff like that. Uh, it was quite loud, as everywhere you go is. It's unfortunate, but true. And that's that. I feel like I, when I'm not at work, like as little sound entering my head as possible. Preferably, yeah. Like I, I even honestly think like my music listening has gone down the more I've been on the air. Mm, can't say that because I just I'm like ah, ooh ooh ooh. Let's just let's. Let's all quiet down now. That's why I agree with Cam Newton's idea of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to hit the hot topics. Yeah. But we're not done with Steve Aoki. So then we uh, we went to – we got a hotel Friday night. Awesome. Because Joe doesn't live that far away, but I kind of didn't want to be messing with getting in at 3 a.m. Yeah, and even the Uber, even though it's not that expensive, it was like, let's just do this, be done with it. I think we're it's a great casino. idea. So – I mean, if you're going on a trip and you're only paying for a hotel one night, that's great. Right. It's better than normal. So we went with Michael to uh, some nightclub at some casino, and it was the craziest deal. Like, 
I've never really seen the movie Blade. Okay. But I kind of imagine that this is what it's like based on <laughs> clips I've seen. Uh-huh. Where like, and this is, I was kind of disoriented, but I also wasn't like very effed up. I had like, I think I had one drink at dinner. And so. In the, in the video that I did wake up to Saturday morning, you looked extremely lucid. Yeah. And together. And that was late. Yeah. That was very late. And so the way that it was seemed to be unfolding to me is we would walk into what felt like the club. Uh-huh. And then we would sort of walk around the edge, the backside, following him. Uh-huh. And then we'd be like in another level. And how many like important looking dudes in suits were like clapping him on the back as this was happening? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, a couple of them at each stage when we would collect how you been, man. However many gold coins we needed to get to level two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we were in level two. And progressively you have to like push your way through more of a crowd. But once we got through that crowd to the people who were actually supposed to keep you out of level three, it was on to level three. That's right. And I don't remember how many times that happened, but it felt like a lot. Uh-huh. And at the heart of uh, the final level, the final boss was, in fact, the son of the founder of Benihani. Benihana, <laughs> That's right. DJ Steve Aoki. Absolutely. And we got to a table. I don't. It was very, very close. Like up raised table, which has even more of like a, an oligarch feel to it. Uh, above the common folk down on the ground. Uh-huh. And there were like, you know, some light pyrotechnics and <laughs> Steve Aoki. And That's it was beautiful. awesome. Yeah. Uh, who, who, was, who was the gentleman with him? There were a couple different people on stage at different times. But like that guy was like rapping. Yeah. But I, I, just, I honestly don't okay. have any idea. Yeah. I I was wondering if I was supposed to feel bad that I didn't have no, any idea. Or... No, I, have, I don't know. Could have been Little Pimp. Uh-huh. But I also would advise... Like, against, I think I know what Jack Harlow looks like. Well, he's white. So was that guy. Oh, I, then maybe we're talking... Because there, there was definitely a black guy up there with him at one point and then another white guy at one point. Don't think either one of them were Harlow. I would have, I would have fainted. Yeah, see, I think that you would know what he right. looks like. And I, I'm pretty sure if you give me a lineup. Uh... He looks kind of like he would play, like he would be a middle reliever for the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. The hair, not backup, exactly fit. Backup receiver at a, at a mid-tier SEC school. Could see that too. Could see that too. Uh, so we were there for a little while. It was really, really cool. What, then, uh, what club was it? I honestly don't know. <laughs> Do you know what uh, – what uh, hotel it was in? I don't know. All right. I really don't because, I mean, he drove us. And that was the other thing, too, is I felt like where we parked was also kind of like not normal. A little secret? Yeah. Probably, yeah. So I that's the thing is like, I mean, he definitely told us, but I was like, there's a lot going on here. And I don't feel like we just pulled into – I don't I think that – I know that it's mainly Omnia for Aoki. But that I, sounds right. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that's in Caesars. Yeah, yep, that's what he it doesn't was. live there. <laughs> he does not. Um, so did did Steve uh, recognize? Were you like was you like oh you you're friends of mine though? Yeah, and Monty. Yeah, I know you guys. Uh, yeah, let's see. I guess yeah. This this looks like the place. 
Um, so we did that for a little while and then we were pretty much done. We went back to uh we went back to where we were staying. It's like MGM Park or something. Is yeah. A different MGM. That's a casino. Yeah. And I think it's actually Park MGM. Park MGM. Walked around there for a little bit. Uh and then on Saturday. Did you finish in the positive in blackjack? Did not play any blackjack. Oh, because you didn't have the card. The 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 cheat card? Or it's not cheating. They let you do it. Okay. <laughs> so we went to Fremont on Saturday afternoon. Sure, sure. Where they've definitely changed things since I was there like supercharged seven, eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. So once they put that circle place in. Yeah. It was just a lot cleaner. It's but, nice. Yeah. I mean, it, I liked it last time. Yeah. This yeah, was yeah. a little bit, a little bit of almost like a gentrification feel of like, it wasn't quite as wild ass. It's pretty wild ass, dude. It's it is. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that I put this on Twitter, but we stumbled upon the World Sign Spinning Championships. Ooh, I would love to stumble on the World Sign Spinning Championships. It was so weird, dude. It was probably like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And we just like could hear, you know, you, you don't even really think like, oh, there's something special going on up here when you just hear a guy on mic and DJ and crowd, you're just thinking it could be anything. It could mm -hmm. be some street performer. Mm -hmm. And then we roll up there and they've got almost like a sport court laid out with a logo in the middle of it that say World Side Spinning Championships. God, I love that. And they just, yeah. They How went, good were they? Did you, I put, here, I'll show you. Was it the, like, how would it compare to, you know, I mean, we all see sign spinners every day. Are you saying that it looks like, like that? Or it's, it's like, like me at flag football compared to the NFL. Okay. Like okay. legitimately. I love hearing that. And so this is the setup. You know, they had this whole thing roped off here. Little bleacher seating. People mm -hmm. up in this little bar here can watch. This is a stage. Okay. Set up just for this. Yeah. DJ going for it. Uh, the crowd's loving it. You know, they're. I love it. Uh, everybody also immediately an expert. <laughs> Definitely. On who's going to, like, Joe and I handicapped this. Did not do well. But. Yeah, he's spinning the shit out of that sign. <laughs> Little cartwheel. That's pretty good. <laughs> Had to get the reaction at the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's doing basically uh, like gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Or what do they call the thing in the Olympics that's not color guard, but... Um, I don't know. It's Why like... Inter on? It's like... It's gymnastics, but they they have like a shot put a uh, a color guard color guard style like twirly thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do think I know what you're talking they're not about. They're not doing like a floor routine. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it looks like, except instead of the color guard twirler, it's a it's huge a full sign, sign that says "Car washes here." <laughs> They need to uh, <laughs> just have generics of like all the big example, you know, the right. tax taxes. Oh, yeah. Domino's pizza. Then, then, but you got to dress as the Noid or as the Statue of Liberty. God, it would be great <laughs> if they were in the Statue of Liberty thing doing all those moves. That's that's to take it up another level. That's an idea if you want to win. 
the uh, International Sign Stealing Olympics or Sign Spinning Olympics. A little Freudian there as you're watching your club here. They got something going on we need to know about? Uh, Sign stealing thing of the past now. You know about the, of course, you know, you're a sports talk host. Little gear they got. Yeah, like the, it's it's like a buzz, like a rate. What is it? Yeah, it's some kind of like buzzer buzzer or something. There's a little, uh, the, the pitcher's got something in his hat, so he hears it. The catcher's got something on his arm. Puts in what he wants to throw. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, it very effectively solves a major problem for the sport. So I'm a little mystified as to why they even took this long. Yeah. Like, why not? Like Probably a chip shortage. No one felt good about the response to the Astros thing. I don't know if I could have felt great. Yeah, Jim Crane seemed to feel (laughs) fine about it. Uh, But, like, I... Absent punishing players for things that players were currently doing or are like obviously doing. Uh, I don't know how good we could have felt, but if there is a non-punished players intervention where everyone's like, well, you know, at least they did prevent it from happening in the future. Like, why not just be like the next day? Be right. like, this is bad and we've solved the problem going forward. I don't know. I would say it's just baseball, but it's actually more just that it's everything. Yeah. No, it's kind of the way it works. We're here now. So that's good. So we're down there for a few hours. He did a little bit of gambling. Uh, somehow when he returned to the bar that I was sitting at while he gambled, he was with some guy mm-hmm. who appeared to have um, somehow decided that Joe was like a guy that he that he was a fan of on the Raiders. Okay. I asked Joe like how that happened. and he's Hunter like, Renfro? He's like, he just started... He's like, he said some name to me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that's what you got to do, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I it's mean, a city that's about saying yes. Yeah, and then like when we got done, or I guess the guy left first, but the guy like dapped him up and he's like, good luck this year. And I was like, what the fuck is going he's on? He's telling his friends, <laughs> I, I met Hunter Renfro. Fill in the blank. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but uh, – and then I was honestly, dude, I just tapped out. Sure. I can't really do it. Oh, and I also had a 5 a.m. flight Sunday. You got to uh, get that green recovery score. That Hey, bro, this is what How's you do. When you get back from Vegas and you start taking care of yourself and living right. 97%, folks. Yeah, that's right. Look at that. Uh, just a new man. Watched UFC for like three hours on Saturday night. Actually pretty entertaining. I don't know if I just randomly stumbled upon what I saw some people call like the best MMA fight of like the last several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also saw a guy that they just call the Korean zombie mm-hmm. who probably was knocked out in the second round but continued to get back up until the middle of the fourth. Needs to be some kind of train to Busan joke in there for me. Wow. It's a Korean zombie movie. Okay. It's good. I think they're making an American version. Which I can't imagine will be an improvement. No, I mean I I don't know a ton about like Korean cinema. I but mean you some, know, you know they got a couple bangers though. Uh yeah I guess uh, tr- uh Snowpiercer. Yeah there you go. Well I mean that's you know more or less an American movie. Got Bong Joon obviously, but I thought so Captain that- America. But the dude, uh, the dude who wrote it is the same guy who wrote yeah. the other one, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Parasite is the other one. Parasite, that you're to. To think of. Yeah. So then I got to the airport at like, I don't know, three fifty. Just anytime people from outside of America make movies, where like what you what you take away from it is like they they don't have our tact. Like I like that. You know. Yeah, for sure. Like they like you think that American like you know zombie movies are going as all out as they can. And then you see a culture, you know, it's just they just come and do it with a totally different mindset, and you're like, "Wow, I, I was wrong. We're not going as hard as we can. We could go harder." Yeah, and I think I heard actually Junior and Gordon talking about uh, Squid Games like this, as far as whether you should watch it with the, like the uh, the English voices or not. Mm-hmm. I, I think, did subtitles on Busan. I think you also take for granted that like acting style is not universal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the stuff in Squid Game, we would call it like really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like it's really almost cartoonish. Some of the acting, and a lot of our most famous actors over here, we kind of like love their understatedness. Yeah, in a lot, you know, like in acclaimed films. So that's that's another part of it too. But so yeah, the airport man. That's a tough scene. Three <laughs> fifty. That is a tough scene. Sunday morning. You want to talk about zombie? How many people were dead in the aisles? I mean, just I'm not even kidding. Out I'm not even kidding subs. you, dude. If you're walking like you're just walking, uh, after you get through security to get to your gate, like let's say you're out at the part where there's uh several like restaurants shops and bathrooms before you get to a row of gates on each side those parts were all entirely lined with people sleeping mm-hmm. the whole thing pretty much jesus so like for I'm example i'm so glad i've never seen this so this like for example terrible. a bunch of places are closed obviously right uh-huh, so yeah. they have the thing pulled down and people are just laying against it just laying against it god damn it and then, like, up <laughs> to the point where the bathroom door opens. Uh-huh. Now, the, respectfully, they're not blocking it. That's good. But people are How just How many asleep. of them are in, in sleeping in the bathroom? Yeah, that's not a bad question. You're just like, you know, stalls open. And then privacy. the few straggling so- souls still trying to hit the slots right outside uh. of their gate at 4.10 in the morning. And somehow there was a fucking baby just super confusing to me and was really, really annoying. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I got so many questions about your parenting style. Maybe this was just, there was nothing you could do about it. But anyways, that was it. Got home and uh, was very happy that I had booked the early flight at that point. Because it was either basically going to have to be first in or last out. Or mm-hmm. first out or last out, I suppose. And I didn't want to be getting home. I, didn't, I couldn't do another day. Even though I didn't do much on Saturday. Uh, Friday night, I certainly, you know, I mean, I I was, you know, I was at Twilight, so it's 10 minutes from here. But uh, one of the gentlemen I was with was, uh, had a plane, like, you know, a couple hours from oh, wow. <laughs> where we were. Uh, yeah, no, we, we were at Twilight so close and he took off, I think, you know, four hours after that, something like that. Like I could not have done that after Friday night. Yeah. So like that's honestly like Saturday, even if I wanted to, I probably wouldn't have. 
Like if I would have been able to, I probably wouldn't have because I would have just missed my flight. And I, I think that the, the consensus seemed to be that I was really messing things up by that I was calling it a night at that point because he needed to just, you know, go through until till flight. I thought about that, but it just wasn't happening. My body just can't bounce back like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It just can't. Yeah. I can't be up until 3 a.m., you know, and then it just doesn't happen for me. It's it's certainly come with a cost. Probably Especially like, cost me. you know, I think I could do it if I had, like, if I went out at like nine, like I was chilling all day and then went and did it. But I mean, being at work early, yeah. all day Friday, go to the airport, do the flight. That was, that was where, uh, that's where things probably end for me. Did anybody ever make a documentary about the guy uh, who went into a Domino's with the gun who was actually named Noid? <laughs> no, but they need to. We've talked about this before. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the story. I have to assume it's come up on the podcast previously. But yeah, he, you know, in the way that... Kenneth Lamar Noid. In the way that, uh, like, you, everyone can conceptualize of... The schizophrenic who thinks people are always talking about him. Right. And like even sometimes non-schizophrenics are worried. that Like, you know, like I remember in middle school, I was in retrospect uh, far more concerned than was reasonable. That any time someone in a classroom was laughing that like I had done something. Right. And you're not Uh, schizophrenic. I'm not schizophrenic at all. So the the whole thing, you know, makes enough sense. Um, and then here comes this ad campaign. <laughs> there was a there was a guy who was schizophrenic, and his last name was Noy, and he thought that they meant him, and he needed it to stop. <laughs> it's a really sad story, but it's also I don't know, man. What are the chances? I mean, I'm trying to think of like some other examples that you know, like certainly there's someone alive. Was already someone alive at the the when Ronald McDonald was conceived of? There was uh-huh. someone already named Ronald McDonald. Probably, yeah. And that oh, had Jesus to be the case. Christ. Yeah, probably that's a, a lot of them. A Michael Bolton situation, yeah. if there ever was one. But Ronald McDonald was like kind of cool. Mm, speak for yourself. Well, he was at least. That's why they're in, passing those Florida laws. <laughs> why? Is it Ronald McDonald's house? No, because of Ronald McDonald personally. I mean, I assume in the house he's hopefully helping kids. So I don't I don't want to make it jokes about children's <laughs> charities, but fast food mascots I do feel comfortable making jokes about, and he can't come near my children. But the the Noid was, I mean, arguably like a schizophrenic at its conception. Yeah. <laughs> like intentionally so yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was in the meeting. It wasn't so, uh, like surprise. Oh, the public's making it weird with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like <laughs> what if what if we gave him a weird schizophrenic? <laughs> <laughs> Just looking for pizza. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I like Mike's idea. I like what yeah, that sounds great. Just imagining everyone in the yeah, meeting. Yeah, that sounds great. Signing off on the Noid. And there might have been at least one guy in there who, like, in his background research was like, all right, there's a guy in Georgia <laughs> who probably isn't going to take this well. He's already been to the mental hospital before. 
but everyone else in this meeting loves this too much for me to mention this. And I'm then, not losing my career on his behalf. And then he walks. He's in, just gonna have to walk into a Domino's. And then that guy in that meeting who didn't say anything walked into Domino's HQ one day, and they're like, "Did you hear the news?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> like oh, a guy named Noid, <laughs> Georgia. It haunts me. Oh, it's a crazy story. All right, so Cam, you want to talk Cam? Well, I did want to tell while we're talking about that era of culture and also what we did Saturday night, I wanted to briefly mention I had never seen any of the uh, Lethal Weapon movies before. Have you ever seen Lethal Weapon? Didn't you do a, a, a Alamo Lethal Weapon? Yeah, I saw the, the first one pretty recently. Well, Lethal uh, Weapon 2 happened to be on, and Megan said it was great. And so we sat down, and while you were going through UFC fights, we were watching Lethal Weapon 2 from start to finish. And let me tell you, I've never had a better time in my entire life. I don't know if I've seen it or not. I've seen four for sure, because that's where they get Chris Rock. See, Megan thought that Chris Rock might be in two. You know who's in two, though? Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. He sticks around. Oh, he sticks around? Yeah. I can't wait. There's a whole bit with him and Chris Rock and four. Make no mistake about it. Three and four this weekend. We got through the the first one the next day, which uh, I thought was awesome, dude. It's it is awesome. It's two's definitely awesome. Two's better. Two's diplomatic. And Megan community, said right? the three is equal to two, which I guess we'll see. I'm in. Uh, but the the scene that like I walked in and was like, "What are you watching?" Was uh, Danny Glover is uh, or he doesn't even want to tell everyone at work, but he he lets it slip to uh, to Riggs that. Uh, uh, his, his daughter's in a commercial. And uh, so Riggs is going around the whole office like, hey, everyone, Mur- Murtaugh's daughter's in a commercial. <laughs> they turn on the commercial and she's like uh, running down a beach and he's he's just, he looks like Danny Glover having the time of his life. It's amazing. <laughs> he's in like this large California home, his whole family gathered around him and he's just laughing and cracking it up. And uh, the daughter like, uh, you know, loses her like beach ball or whatever and goes over to a, a real hunk who uh, who caught the beach ball. And then it's like, uh, you know, what I, I don't remember the name of the company. It's like, you know, fucking uh, McSweeney's condoms. No, when you need oh, a little no. extra, something like oh, that. Oh, no. And he's just crestfallen. Just ev- <laughs> everyone get out. <laughs> yeah. Just for a cop movie. Danny Glover kills it. He's so good. They're all so good. Everyone in it is so good. It's about South Africa. <laughs> yeah. It's great. The uh the one in uh the, the the first one has a CIA angle. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I love it. None of them are like light work. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I did have like a problem. There's no themes. fucking it makes no sense that Mel Gibson would be in Vietnam. Doesn't line up at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's also like one of the more egregious. You see this in a lot of movies, but that one was just so over the top with, okay, here's this guy with uh, V-cut abs, and he is just constantly drinking brown drink, like, in the morning, in the <laughs> afternoon, at night, and he'll do it, and then just, like, take off and chase someone down. He's crazy. Dude. I know it's in a lot of while, movies, but uh, I feel like... While, they- like, the electricity is still coursing through his body, <laughs> he's running miles through downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> So insane. There's so just egregious titties. Oh, yeah. Such egregious titties. Yeah, within the first two minutes, yeah. we got titties. Yeah. And cocaine everywhere. 
It's an he's, amazing he's got film. A death wish. The consistent use of the bad guys having helicopters with machine guns is a lot for me too. Yeah. How many of those are there? Firing at him with a sidearm. Has there ever in history been a nefarious actor with a he- the machine gun helicopter? Like, you know, obviously, uh, like the Taliban has some helicopters, but just in Los Angeles, one of the, I mean, Shadow Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're, I mean, obviously they got them from the CIA, but they're not themselves the CIA. And then the South African guys got helicopters too. Yeah. Phenomenal. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, I got to see that one. It's I amazing. I've just heard the drop forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, do do you think that women need to shut up? <laughs> You, have you listened? I know you were going through it, so it sounded like you weren't done. But I, I assume there's there is much more in that podcast. Yeah, and it's we should have had it today. Um, there's a lot. I mean, it's almost two minutes of what you know the clip that went viral. <laughs> yeah, it's two great minutes. Also, like as someone who has gone through Cam Newton's YouTube channel, uh huh. Go I'll, on. I will tell you that uh, a lot of times when he talks, it's really not even funny to replay because he's literally saying nothing. Yeah. And like he's a guy who's been able to get away with saying nothing for most of the time people have asked him to say anything. Mm-hmm. To him, I'm sure it sounds good. It's hardwired in there. But he just starts talking and none of it makes any sense. Like there's no real point to what he's saying. And I've, I've probably heard like 15 minutes of the – he's on for like an hour. And there's, you know, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like LeBron does this sometimes. Yeah. Like he just starts talking and it kind of sounds intelligent. And I'm not saying LeBron's not intelligent, but sometimes when he just starts talking, none of it makes any sense. Total word salad. Cam does that a lot. Um, you know, they start talking finance and role models, and that's how they get into the the female thing. But I don't know. What it's kind of like what do you think Cam Newton thought? This is not like he did this on his YouTube channel already. He did like a 20-minute video where he – the title was – you know, How many NFL athletes do you think are like, you know, what's important to me is an empowered woman who really, uh, you know, kind of doesn't take shit from anybody and she's just sort of – you know, I mean like, yeah, you may be supplying the money, but, you know, whatever. I'm still – got my own thing. Probably, that, that's what I'm looking for. Probably very few regardless of the sport. But what's funny about that though is that – they don't really expect them to cook either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably more of a, a hypothetical. It seems very abstract. <laughs> yeah. Like, probably just going to have a chef, right? But it, like, what a dichotomy. Like, or not the dichotomy, but just the two things that he listed of, you know, positive qualities of you know how to cook and you know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's he like one of those does seem to be entirely hypothetical like uh yeah if if you're putting a trash meal in front of him i'm sure that's bad but if you're just making sure that the cheesecake factory doordash shows up on time yeah like a plus same thing uh yeah yeah so that one's like entirely hypothetical where the other one is like the opposite. Yeah, it's he, very, he very literally <laughs> means no one to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird too because he did like the – and listen, I this is I learned this from my mom and my dad. They're still together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess and that's my grandma. True. 
She knew how to shut the yep. fuck up. I come long from a long line, line of women who know how to shut the fuck up. Yeah, so that was an odd that was an odd way to to phrase it. I guess it's also just like okay, so it does seem to me like a lot of athlete wives kind of have a side hustle. Not not a side hustle. They have a hustle. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's easier for them to fund those businesses because their husbands have money. Matt Stafford's wife has a podcast. It, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but like that's really not that big of a deal because most of the people who own NFL teams uh, got their businesses from people related to them too. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch your first stone. Here. Yeah, let's not uh, start punishing nepotism now. Yeah. So we're not going to have a coach. To Cam's point, is it like, okay, well, would you rather a woman who doesn't want to try to have anything on their own? Because I might make the case to you that if you have that, it's going to be a lot harder for them to just shut up. I, I would, if that's what you want, they're probably going to be more all, all over your ass because they're going to be like, man, I don't have a purpose. I don't have anything to do. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel okay. I, I'm comfortable staking out the ground that I do not think that one of the two most important qualities is to know when to be quiet. Yeah, I'm just saying if he think like I think if you have a a a, a partner who is also busy, if you would like someone who is not. I bet it's independent of that. I think it's just like, are you someone who talks a lot or aren't you? There are some business people who talk a lot. There are some who don't talk at all. I know what you're saying of like, you know, she might like uh, Kristen Cavallari is not around Jay Cutler that much. Well, not now. But even before. Uh, I thought they had like kind of gotten back together. We're still like doing stuff or something. I think you just dreamt that. I mean, I did, but also... (laughs) um, yeah, that she just would have been like down at the store, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like, you know, going to open up another store. They have one in Dallas. Uh, so stuff like that. But you're still going to be around sometimes and some people are really chatty and some are not. You know, what's weird that he didn't bring up at all is like being a mom. <laughs> yeah. Like of all the things that you think of, of like, hey, I don't want a woman who is just like, oh, I'm boss bit like you think that he would have said, because I need someone who can take care of children when I'm out doing my thing the way that, you know, perhaps my mom did or something like – he never even mentioned Mm-mm. the thing that people most commonly ascribe a woman's role as being. Because well, it seems like one of the big problems of children is that they are not Cam Newton. And he's <laughs> so, kind of thinking about things yeah. that sort of relate to Cam That's Newton. That's exactly what it is. Uh, no, no. There's, just, there's probably a way to phrase it. Like if if he just would have been like, you know, just like my personality, kind of like what what fits, you know, my love language. I just sort of Dude, that would have helped. Prefer like a quieter person personally, but I wouldn't make like a global statement about all women <laughs> to be quiet. Right. Uh, you know, I think you get away with that because like it's a reasonable preference to just be like, I don't like being around a chatty person. No, I mean. And then when someone asks a follow-up, well, it seems like you kind of never shut the fuck up. Do you think those two things are related? Uh, possibly. That's for the psychiatrist to decide. Right. There's I'm also, just trying to do this podcast. That's also this. I did point this out today, and this is kind of a bad point, which is, I don't know, half of mine. I did find it odd that he wanted to go on railing about the traditional roles of a man and a woman and what a woman is supposed to do and not do. Uh 
wild dressed like a Disney villain. <laughs> it is amazing, A female right? Disney Absolutely. villain. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't have a problem with the way... If he wants to dress however you want to dress, I think some of his shit looks pretty cool. But like, I think it's all great. It's, but to be like, I'm Mister Traditional. <laughs> right. Me and this fucking pink fedora <laughs> right. are traditional. Yes, uh, I bought this entire attire uh, from Steven Tyler. <laughs> yes, uh, but I just like it the old way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the way I grew up with it from my dad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, who had handkerchiefs hanging everything out of every like my dad. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it was an uh, an odd. The juxtaposition. Uh, uh, juxtaposition. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, so I think one of the like key ways that like uh, light but insidious racism works its way into our society and just like the human brain in general uh, is to view members of your group as individuals and members of another group as members of a group. Sure. Right? Um, and like, I think that's bad, but like, uh, I don't, it was hard not to do it because, uh, I just do think it is underrated the degree to which like, um, like African-Americans tend to vote Democrat. So I think that people like sometimes shorthand that as to them having similar, like, uh, family values to like, you know, your typical, like a uh, white San Franciscan. Right. And that's just really fucking incorrect. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I think part of it probably has to do with the role of religion in people's lives. You know, I'm, I would, I would probably think you could pretty easily. I wonder find if that's the data that like a chicken and egg. Like, I wonder which is the chicken yeah, and which is know. the egg there. I, but I, I would bet that the most reliable blue voting block among religious people is probably African Americans. Gotta be. You might be able to make the case for Latinos as well, although I know, like, obviously they are not quite as yeah. I think that solid blue. Yeah, I think it's like 10, 15 points. Yeah, African Americans more, on average, Democratic, voter wise. Yeah, and I mean, look, that's a heavy topic, but it's definitely true. You know, it's definitely true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I I sort of. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I definitely like it's. It's hard because I I sincerely do want every like kind of person to feel comfortable and protected within like you know like I I, I want like uh, trans people to have the exact same lives or the lives that they want I want them to have the lives that they want to the same degree that I want everyone else to have the lives they want I want gay people to have the same lives that they want to the same degrees other you know as straight people um, but like uh, I, I don't like. To just kind of like I, whatever, I mean, the, the message that's working, I presume is like, uh, hey, you know, the other side's the one that's refusing to give you the right, the right to vote, <laughs> you know, um, that that's the historical message mainly is the point I'm making there, but uh, yeah. is, is somewhat being made uh, here now as well, uh, too. Uh, but just like, I, I don't know, man, um, it's, it, it would be cool if they could replicate the trick of getting people uh, the democrats could replicate the trick of getting people who don't agree with them on every single cultural issue to still vote for them across you know more groups yeah i wonder sometimes if we're a part of that in a negative way too by like wanting to go further to the left and See, but, but, I, but at the end of the day i still end up voting for all the same people when it's you know. I just, I like whenever, like the stuff where I at least am like, you know, quote unquote, way far to the left 
is stuff that I think like a, uh, you know, traditional values African-American voter would be like, you know what? I do wish that I did have reasonable health care costs. You know, like I, the, w- the ways in which we are like uh, radical is stuff where it's like we think everyone should have a lot of money except <laughs> for the people who have it now. They should have a little bit less. Like, I, I don't know, like, obviously there are people who disagree with that, but, like, I'd have to think that if you could get it down to, like, just that, that, like, there'd be clear majorities. But it's this other stuff of, like, you know, we're voting along the lines of, like, is Cam Newton right or not? <laughs> and, I, I, you know. That's, there's something to that. That That's not really a vote I want to have, you know. I, but Yeah, it's probably going to be a tie game here. Oh. Wow. Big baby. That's a decent way to close things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are badass sunglasses. He's one of the coolest players, Aloy Jimenez. Well, good times. We'll talk yeah, to you tomorrow. Remember not following along, it was a, it was a semi-difficult catch in the top of the seventh. So. It's a one-run ball game, though. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. All right. We'll All right, see you. Later. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.